Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. I'm Sergio. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, I'm here with the happiest of New Yearsians, uh, Jeff. He's the other host that is going to be hosting the show with you, with me today. How's it going, Jeff? Hello. It's going very well, Sergio. How's Great. it going for you? How how was your holiday? Well, mine is, it's going good. It's going good. Yeah. Uh, how was your holiday? It was good. Uh, had family visiting, uh, which is always uh, a bonus for me. Um, we always veg out, watch movies, binge watch TV shows. Let's watched a lot of stuff. Cool. Did yeah. you watch any any notable movies? Like you mean like holiday movies every year or just movies? Oh, no, in no. Holiday movies are bad movies. I strongly disagree, but it's you, and so yet we have we are into the new year, and we have discovered yet one more thing that Sergio holiday hates. movies are bad movie movies. They're nah. they're bad. Uh, I, I I'm not going to sit here and have you besmirch Ernest Saves Christmas. I'm about to. <laughs> no, I think it besmirches itself. Family's favorite Christmas movies, one of my dad's favorites. So how dare you, sir? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, so nothing, no, nothing notable. Uh, watched Mission Impossible, uh, seven. Oh, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, 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 I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, it's so freaking good. It's really, really good. All the, all the MI movies are better than they probably should be. The first one's probably like one of the weakest because it's so slow. Um, the two, eh, the two's three. A joke. Three on is uh, the action was really good, but the, just the plot was not. There's, um, there's way too many doves in the second one, but I, I, we're not here to talk about that stuff. We're here to talk about what, Jeff? Ninja Turtles, as always, Sergio. I, I was just double checking. Like it's a new year. We might have changed changed direction. Nah. No, no. OK. Nah, nah, nah. I, I can't get you on board with doing a Transformers cast. So oh, oh, you, oh, you of all people do not want me to do a Transformers cast. No, I don't. You don't. I mean, you already ruined James Bond. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> I didn't even bother listening. <laughs> Nothing personal. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. There, I'm yeah. Good. Th- those movies Let's sit over here good. and have some delicious cake. There's, a, there's a few. And, there's uh, like maybe, maybe five good Bond movies. Uh, if you're grading on a curve, uh, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't take you for suggestions anyway. Uh, okay, yeah, we're an Ninja Turtles podcast. We're still an Ninja Turtles podcast, and we, we have segments. And and I guess since we since we don't have much to talk about, let's throw to the first one. It's time to see what's in that bodacious box. Ah! Okay, well, Jeff, do you have anything? Because I have a whole bunch. No figures, no none of that. Um, I still need to get Super Shredder or the the Secret of the Ooze Shredder and Professor Jordan Perry. Um, I just haven't pulled the trigger on those. Yeah, Jordan Perry's going to be tough. He's still on the side, isn't he? No. Oh crap. Yeah, that was like a limited pre-order thing. Oh crap. Well, if I I'd think. known that. I think we said that on here. Mm. And then it was on there. That well, well, no, you have. It is limited, 
but apparently you can get it all the way up until January 17th. Well, I will be pre-ordering that sucker tonight. So it looks like we're both right. Uh, And I think it's it's an exclusive. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's an exclusive to the NECA store, so you need to do it tonight. Yeah. Or soon. Uh, I got... So my family knows I'm a huge Turtles guy, so they always end up buying me a bunch of Turtles stuff. And somehow, some way, they find Turtle stuff that I don't own. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And they're pretty consistent when it comes to finding stuff that I don't already own, which is shocking. Um, Like for my mom, I got the TMNT Little People. You know what I mean by Little People? what now? Those uh like baby toys, the little people, little people. Yeah, just just Google team and see little people, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Little people are like a like a, a line of kids like babies toys that fit into little cars and trucks and trains and whatnot. And uh, oh. they did apparently they're doing a limited edition collectible ones now because of course they are, and they released the four turtles. Huh. Yeah. And so mom got me that, which is cool. Yeah. My brother, my brother got me uh, Odd Socks. Have you heard of Odd Socks? Odd Socks is like apparently a sock company uh, that sells. I I, I want to say they're the um, the MeUndies of socks, but I could be wrong. I, I don't really know much about them. But he got me two two boxes of Ninja Turtles Odd Socks. Huh. Yeah. And of course, again, things that I don't I don't own. Uh, he also got me Mutant Mayhem collectible pop up lollipop holders. OK, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. But when but when you say that, say it like that, it doesn't seem cool. But when you see them, they look kind of like Pez dispensers for lollipops. Oh, OK. Well, that is kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Again, something that I never even thought to buy. So good on him. Uh, that's it. That's what I got for Christmas. Uh, but I was in Walgreens the other day and I was just browsing the toy section while my daughter shopped for makeup. And <clears throat> in there, I found a cool lenticular puzzle, like a 500 piece puzzle that has uh Mateus Santaloco's art oh, under cool. like on the like the, the lenticular thing. So like it looks fantastic. Nice. Uh, the best part is it was like a twelve dollar regular price or fifteen to twelve dollar regular price. I got it for four bucks. I mean, you can be four bucks because it was clearanced. Hey, yeah, let me, let me copy this image link so you can see exactly what it looks like oh wow yeah it's kind of that's kind of trippy right yeah it's it's really cool and it, it it's it's made by prime 3d i was i was very surprised um and it was right around the corner from the house uh i got mutant mayhem on blu-ray mm-hmm. uh, blu-ray and digital uh it's mm-hmm. I, I redeemed the digital code watched it on voodoo uh, i also watched the i watched all the bonus features well i watched three of the four or three of the five bonus features i'm a little disappointed 
because the bonus features are just kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's three different like five minute feet, like little, you know, short features like meet the kids and uh, meet, meet the, the mutants and like that kind of stuff, like just kind of behind the scenes stuff. But most of the footage that they have for the for the uh, bonus features are two dudes who are like, oh, let me teach you how to draw Leonardo and let me teach you how to draw Donatello or Raphael or the, one of the other turtles. And and that's just a waste. Th- those are like 20, lo- 20, 20 minute videos. Yeah. And it's just a waste of space. Like, I'm not I'm not going to watch those. Put those on YouTube. Those go on YouTube. That's what YouTube's for. No, I'm going to I'm going to agree because with you on that, because like, you know, I, I think, you know, it, no matter what the movie is, it's like we should at least have, you know, some good making of, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. Um, you know, it depends if it's a TV box set or whatever, like Batman anime, animated series, which had like, I think like a two hour thing uh, or something like that on there. It's been a while since I've watched it. Um, but you know what I mean? Like if, if it's something that is significant, that is pop culture or whatever, like we need all the stuff. You don't want bloopers, behind the scenes, all that. Just load it up. Yeah, yeah. This is a I, – I, I guess I, I'll just call it bare bones. Like it doesn't even yeah. have – it doesn't even have a DVD in it, which I know is not a big deal for most for, – for anyone buying a Blu-ray, the bonus DVD in it is not a big deal. But for it not to have one, I, I guess I guess the industry has just moved past that now. It's it's slowing down. It was there. It still happens, um, yeah. but it's it's very very few and far between. Because like even now, some uh, they they separate the 4K and the Blu-rays. Um, they're like, oh, you have to buy two different versions, or you know, like, hey, you know, thirty bucks for both. I'm like, that's a steal, you know. Um, mm. So, huh. like, quit, quit being jerks and just. <laughs> Put everything all in one. Give us the stuff. Yeah, just give, give us one big box that has the movie on 4K and Blu-ray and DVD and VHS. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, I also got uh, the IDW Collection Volume 15. Mm-hmm. They're up to Volume 15. They're actually about to release Volume 16. Uh, this is the one with Karai on the cover. It looks fantastic. Uh, it's the only one I'm missing now is 14, which is oddly hard to find. Hmm. Um, right now it's still, you can't buy it directly from Amazon right now. You have to buy it from a seller and it is full price. I know that, that, I know that sounds like a real cheap guy saying something, but I've gotten most of these for like almost half price, right? Just cause they make a bunch of them and then I got to get them out of warehouses, whatnot. Like right now, hardcover is 54.95. Like it is. Apparently short shipped. So volume oh, wow. 14 is going to be tough. Um, and the last thing, is it the last thing? Yeah. The last thing is, uh, do you recall back in August when we did our most recent, what's it called? Uh, fan fiction fest. Mm-hmm. We talked about a comic book called TMNT Kyodai. Yeah. Well, uh, the writer of that created two more issues 
he created issues two and three. They're both available for free online. So if you just search TMNT Kyoto, you it'll should pop right up and you can read them. But for a limited time, he uh, has them on like you can go to some website and order them. Uh, he's, he, he has links to them on his Instagram. All of this can be Googled. But yeah, I ordered issues two and three. So guess what we're covering next August? Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, I got I, I got a bunch of stuff. Not a bunch of like crazy weird or you know not not like premiere stuff, but a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, th- that was what's in the bodacious box, Jeff. Uh, l- l- let's <laughs> jump over to our our big fat next segment. And now. It's time for Big Fat Next Segment. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's nothing big and fat about this segment. Uh, it's, it's the news, Jeff. We're, 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 we're doing news. Um, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, man. We're, we're get, all we're getting is sludge, just sludge from the bottom. There's no news. Like they need to tell us something. Give us, give us a trailer, or give us a, a an announcement of a comic, or something, anything. Yeah, it's it's uh it's super dry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I guess. What do you want to talk about? Well, uh, if you remember the um the uh, mutation playmates figures uh, that are getting reissued. Um, all four turtles should be at your target. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's that they are target exclusives, but I have yet yeah. to see all four of them at the same time. Yeah. Well, uh, I I didn't know that we were going to get more than just the turtles, but apparently Bebop and Rocksteady uh, have been making their way to uh, store shelves. Um, so you know. I've I've got I still have my original Raphael and I I love the design on that thing I love those figures and I love the art like package art for everything has kind of like gone to the wayside like yeah, there's there there are a few things here and there you know all the NECA stuff has been fantastic and you know they don't put as much it, it doesn't have as much oomph as as the 80s and the 90s stuff did and man does the 80s stuff have it <laughs> like i it's just like because they're not just selling you the toy they're selling you on the idea of like hey this looks pretty really freaking cool you need to buy this like look at all the atari art like oh it looks just like the cover oh wait uh, yeah <laughs> it's not so much box art as more as it is just a blatant lie yeah yeah <laughs> you know but you know you're you're selling you're selling two things you're selling the toy and the artwork to just punch you in the face and be like, I need this in my life. Yeah. This, these old, the art, the artwork is kind of the standout here. Cause these figures are just kind of whatever for me. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad that this kind of artwork lives or lived in the eighties and nineties. And that's where it's kind of got to stay where, it, where it's staying. Not that I like, I love the art, but I don't want new stuff with this kind of art on it. I mean, I'm okay. Uh, I, it, it's because at that point it would just feel like a throwback. It would feel cheap, mm-hmm. and I, I don't, I don't want, I, I want, I want someone to develop a new kind of art and sell that. You know, just 
evolve, evolve. Don't look backwards, look forwards. I mean, they could kind of springboard off of it. Maybe. That, you, you know, because you know, you know, everything's all digital now. And it's that uh, what I think made that artwork so fantastic because it was, you know, it was done the traditional way. And you can tell a difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's better. Well, I, it it's just I, different. I, it's, just, it's different. I, OK, movie posters. Movie poster art now is terrible compared to like the last 20, 30 years ago. It was way better. You got to give me that at least. Well, yeah. True, but at the same time, that's a very different scenario. <laughs> you just want to have Hugh Jackman's face as big as possible on movie posters now. Like, yeah, that's just marketing. That's that's marketing speaking. Uh, but mm-hmm. we're getting off topic. The other place that this kind of art is 100 percent welcome is the side of a van. Oh, yeah. Like a yeah. rocket interior shag like, carpeting. Yeah, th- th- think about it. You either this art is either perfectly fine on a toy aisle or a van that's going to steal your children. I wouldn't say a van that's going to steal your children. It's like somebody's brother that like hasn't you know moved on to the next phase of his life, or <laughs> the really cool brother that you know. Has his own job and has his own place, and it also happens to be his van. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, uh, do you know who Premium Collectibles Studio is, Jeff? It sounds expensive. It sounds premium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Premium Collectibles Studio uh, is like a, a statue oh! company. That's all the price. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, they uh, I got they, me in 12 wallets. <laughs> <laughs> they licensed the turtles. We've talked about their statues before. Oh, my God. And I think, let's say we've talked about the Shredder. We talked about Raphael. Uh, I think we've even talked about their their PVC stuff, for, you know, their 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 cheaper, cheaper stuff before. But right now they're selling deluxe Donatello's and Leonardo's. We've never seen before. They they just they just announced them, and boy oh boy, are these things detailed. Well, they they were selling. Leo is sold out. Is he? It's an edition of three hundred and fifty. Three hundred and fifty of them. Yeah, and Donatello apparently, uh, you know, they're shelling out for more. It's five hundred. Oh wow! You can join the wait list though. Yeah. Because somebody is like not going to follow through with that. It was like, Dude. you know, somebody's, you know, somebody's wife is going to see <laughs> the bank statement or like, why is it? What? You know, cancel that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these things are twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. No, I can think of so many other things I can buy for twelve hundred dollars. That's what? Three PlayStations. Yeah. How much are PlayStations? Four hundred bucks. 500 500 okay they're two two it's two place it two playstation fives yeah uh, it, i can see how there is an absolutely an audience for this i am not that person and these don't even these don't even like 
they they kind of do trigger my uh why do they look so gnarly alarm that a lot of things do i don't know man i don't know these these guys look like they could be wrestlers yeah well if you have twelve hundred dollars laying around just get pcs collectibles or whatever and uh check them out uh what else what else we what do we have let's see oh uh this cool spotlight um uh my buddy chris jones uh artist um is doing a cover and an alternate cover uh for uh the saturday morning adventures of tmnt uh cover b um it's a one-shot April special. Um, really? Yeah. And it's got uh, my boy Ace Duck and, uh, on the front <laughs> with April. Uh, it's it's all four turtles, but in the stylings of the Toei uh, season, the first season, uh, which is arguably my favorite version of the 80s turtles, next to Red Sky. Okay. Okay. Do, do we have a, a link to that? Yes, we do. I sent it to you, Did you? via the Twitter. There it is. Okay. Uh, I did not know this one shot was coming out. That looks cool. Yeah. And it's a cover B, which means I will be getting it. Yeah. It will it will be in my poll box. Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations to him. I know he I know he does a lot of a lot of artwork. Art artwork? Not one word, two words. Art that is also work. Yeah, he's uh, very proficient in a lot of, like, tons of pop culture stuff. So he's done um, he's done a lot of, like, mashups of, like, the uh, 80s Turtles, like, teaming up with the 80s Ghostbusters, which that would have been awesome. Um, and a whole bunch of other, like, anime characters and just other stuff, like, like D&D and... Um, just really, really cool, fun uh, stuff. Um, we'll uh, maybe post a link to where you guys can see his art in the show notes. Yeah, I, I see it. Like you sent it to me a few weeks ago, and uh, my first thought was, uh, not that the art's bad. The art's fantastic. It's just what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Someone is going to take these images and share them in a TMNT group and be like, dude, when did the turtles cross over with Mega Man? Oh, yeah. And then there's going to be a 400 comment thread about how that person's an idiot. And then some other person's going to be all like, no, I remember it, man. It was in 80s. It was in 89. You just don't. Oh, yeah. And nobody will properly source it. And then. And, and then someone's going to say, no, dude, this is coming to Netflix in ne- next uh, October. And then that's going to hit fake news cycles. And, and all it does is add market confusion. Yeah. Because the Internet is. A swamp of nonsense. Well, I mean, you know, the whole. Um, what, you know, the Mandela effect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. When did the turtles crossover with whoever like good you know, good pull yeah good i couldn't pull. even think of one the, like, the whoever people yes i the, remember them the quite biker well. mice from mars like they actually i think he actually did that and the tick yeah 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 he did which is great and, and then uh, all, my it, my favorite is michelangelo and um 
Teen Wolf because Townsend Coleman did both voices. Mm. Uh, there was a yeah, that's right. There was a Teen Wolf cartoon. Uh, I, I I don't know why this bothers me so much. Because everything bothers you. No, so not everything. Already established. Yeah, it's pretty much everything, folks. Let's just everybody, our listeners out there, just tally a <laughs> list of everything that annoys Sergio. I dare you. There'll be an Easter. There'll be a there'll be a pop quiz next episode. It's I don't know. It it just it just bugs me. Because I I know I know what's gonna happen. There's there's gonna be people who are like, man, if they would just make a new tur- turtle show that looked like this with crossovers in it, I'd actually watch it. <laughs> You know, and I'm just like, shut up, shut up. Come on. <laughs> I saw one piece of fan art and I'm going to say that that's the most perfect future for the turtles I've ever seen. And have absolutely no knowledge on how TV shows work. You're not. I mean, look, you're not wrong. There are people out there that just complain, <laughs> moan, whine and just whatever about everything, you know. But it's like there are other people like myself. They're like, oh, that's some really dope art. And I dig it. I'm here for all of it. Yeah. Just like enjoy it for what it is. Don't try to graft some sort of extra identity to this dude smashing up characters that look cool. Like that's all I ask. Just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And there are people that like get confused a lot um, when it comes to uh, art and stuff. I mean, you're not wrong about that. They're like, oh man, this is official. I'm like, no, that's fan art. Yeah, and it, it and it does not help that he puts fake closed captioning underneath them with like the bug for networks that these could have potentially aired on. Like, here's one that Turtles with I, Sailor Moon. I dig that. I like that. And it has a Cartoon Network logo. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, Toonami. It's going to this this art is going to live on the Internet for 100 years and 100 years from now, some historian's going to be like in the year of 2015, Sailor Moon crossed over with Ninja Turtles. The only evidence we have are these five crossover pictures. And I'm like, no, from the from from beyond the grave, I'll be like, no. Did you guys hear that? Shh, quiet, quiet, quiet. Legend tells you can still hear him say that to this day. You'll just hear me moaning from beyond yeah. the grave. <laughs> let's move on. What's next? What do we have? Uh, okay, let's let's talk about the other thing that's fascinating and kind of bugging me, and that's Tim and T being all over AI. Uh, you you sent over a picture of of Michelangelo hanging out in a in a spacesuit. Yeah, yeah, and this this looks really cool. He's adorable, and of course, it's drawn by an AI, so the fingers and, and toes are all jacked up. But the rest of it is looks like something you would see in like a movie, right? Or yeah. at least on a toy shelf. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what it is that, or do how closely do you follow like AI art and it, stuff like that? Not very, because it's well, you know, it's it's AI. And true, true. I like how chaotic it is and how off the rails the images can get very quickly. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a group on Facebook called Cursed AI, and for a straight week, it was just people feeding the prompt. Uh, Henry Cavill plays blank, and it's like Henry Cavill as Wolverine and Henry Cavill as 
I don't know, the dude from Samurai Showdown. Like, and it was bizarre. Like, it was always Henry Cavill. Now, like, the AI freaks have gotten on board with getting the, the algorithms to draw Ninja Turtles with Spider-Man and Ninja Turtles by themselves and see how cute they can get them or see how mean they can get them. And it's as annoying as it is fascinating. It's annoying for the exact same reasons as that other thing, because, you know, AI will spit out an image and people will say, oh, man, that looks great. If they would only make that into a movie, blah, 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 blah. like enjoy it for what it is. It's a computer trying to figure out what you want when you type a prompt into it. That's all AI is. Yeah. Sometimes cool things pop out and and that's really all we, we should be uh, celebrating. Um. I'm not as down on AI art as I probably should be. Like I, it, it, I don't see it as a slap in the face to artists. I see it as like a completely separate thing. Like, mm. because art is art. Like if you ask an artist to do something or they have a, an idea in their mind and they put it out there, that takes a skill. AI art is it's like a performance by someone who doesn't speak the same language. So it's it, it, like it's fascinating. It's like teaching a dog to do a trick. You know, you don't get mad at a dog for bringing a Frisbee back to you when there are professional Frisbeers who will throw it back to you. OK, you're like, wow, the dog got it right. <laughs> oh, my God. It kind of it's kind of messed up and now it's covered with drool, but. I got my Frisbee back. This is wild. Like that. That's how I feel about AI art. Like there's a place for it. Uh, it sh- I don't believe that it should be replacing artists. That yeah. like that. That's a that's an overstep. But if I want to see how something is going to look. Or I have a really weird idea that I know no one is ever going to come up with. And I just want to see what it looks like. Boom. You know, I have it like Robocop made of oak. I just want to see what RoboCop made of oak is going to look like. Boom, it'll spit it out and I can laugh at it and move on. I don't think we should be practically using it, but it's a fascinating tool, you know. Uh, But that's it. Yeah, the 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 AI AI groups are they're on a turtle's kick right now, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, The last thing we have is not really Ninja Turtles news per se, but NECA has posted on their their socials a like a little stinger saying that some sort of vault is opening on January 8th, January 15th, January 22nd, and January 29th. No details are given. So we don't I don't know if this is old figures are coming back or if they just are putting stuff on that, you know, they sold once on the website and now they're selling them again on the website. I don't know. Again, no details, but stay tuned to the NECA uh, Facebook page, maybe the Twitter page. I don't know. But I, there's current. It's currently on the the Facebook page. And I'm uh, sure there's Rex One. <laughs> Rex One is not hard to find. Well, I haven't checked lately. Uh, this, that's Monday. This wow, that's three days from now. So, I guess check it as soon as you hear this. Yeah. And that's it, man. 
that's all we have that yeah that's it for news um luckily this isn't just a news show if it was just a news show we might might as well just take a break till february but no we have a hard-hitting actual main topics to cover and uh jeff we're gonna do that when we get back from our break let's take it okay and we're back jeff welcome to the main segment uh how was your break this is nice break (laughs) what (laughs) it was a good break sergio how was your break (laughs) did you take a german break oh no that would have been it's a it was a good break Okay, uh, it's, yeah, I, that's what yeah. I thought you said. I thought yeah. so, I thought you were like. Das guten Break. I'm sorry, we don't we don't know German. Um, yeah. So our main it topic. Is a very angry language. <laughs> our main topic is Batman and the Ninja Turtles, uh, three the the third crossover comic book series from DC and IDW. It's from the same creative team that brought you the successful Batman and Ninja Turtles one and two. And this, I think they were released like a year after each other. Like they were, they're pretty, pretty quickly released afterwards. So, you know, the years on this is 16, 17 is when the first one came out 18 and then 19. So yeah, yeah, they're, they got greenlit pretty quickly after one another because of how successful they were. Uh, last year, around this time, we covered both uh, the first and the second crossovers. I figured, why not do number three to kick off 2024? Yeah. And that's what we read. Uh, the The cool part is, is we don't really need much. Uh, there's much backstory. We don't we don't need to be caught up on the story so far. Because this one kind of plunges us directly into a really bizarre world up front. This this crossover goes in, in a very different direction than the first two. If you remember, the first the first one was uh, a lot like what the movie turned out to be. And that is, uh, you know, Batman meets Ninja Turtles, blah, 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 blah. Their worlds collide and Batman's uh, rogues gallery gets mutated. Like that was that was kind of the gimmick, right? In the second one. It was the other way around. Ninja Turtles, uh, their rogues gallery got infected with the the Venom serum from, uh, what's his name? Bane. Bane, yep. Yeah, so that was the gimmick. So, you know, those kind of two sides of the same coin. Uh, That was not a reference to Two-Face. This one is kind of just the coin. It's 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 all it is a mashup in every single literal version of the word. Uh, and I kind of love this one. Well, before we get started, what was your overall opinion of this 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 third miniseries? I think this is my favorite. I knew it would be. I knew it would be. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's so much here and there's there's just a lot to just really enjoy. Um, this was definitely, and it, and it was very heartfelt at, at moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, it definitely did something fresh and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I felt like the first two series were very, I don't want to use the phrase predictable, but 
it's what you expect. You know, it's 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 kind of exactly what they did with the the Power Rangers thing was, hey, here's the Power Rangers. The turtles are going to get the, the the morphing whatevers. And then in the next one, there's there's going to actually be dinosaurs like it, it. This one takes the biggest swing is the biggest risk of the three. And I feel like it's the one that hits the hardest. Uh, because of the risk and, and the swing, it does go kind of sideways and it barely stays on the rails like it does, It has to do a lot of course correction with its narrative just to continue to make it make sense. But I think they pull it off towards the end. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, with that said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and run through this first issue and then we'll talk about it. Much like the previous books. Uh, this series, the book one of this throws you directly into an action sequence. Uh, and uh, at the beginning, it looks like a normal action sequence where Batman is like, hey, let me stop Harley Quinn from doing something. Right. Well, very quickly, you realize that she's robbing a looks like a museum of some sort with a version of Clayface that is also Rocksteady and a version of oh, what is his name? Bebop. No, the the, the killer croc, the cro- killer cro- yeah, version of Killer Croc that is also Bebop. Literally, the two characters mashed together, uh, and there's a bunch of looks like hyenas uh, with her, and Commissioner Gordon is there. Uh, they're and they're referring to their boss as the Laughing Man. The laughing Man is then revealed on the next page as I I guess it's supposed to be Joker because it's Joker colored. But he also has Shredder gauntlets and a mask, and he's clearly a mashup between the Shredder and the Joker. Uh, Next few pages, the turtles show up to help Batman stop the bad guys. All the turtles are dressed up as members of the Bat family, which is very odd. I wonder why that is. Uh, Tell me if I get these wrong. Uh, Raphael is Red Hood. Um... Donatello is Nightwing. Michelangelo is Damian Wayne. No, Leonardo is Nightwing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Donatello is what? Batgirl. That yeah, that tracks. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, that's the that's the right costume. Yeah. And they they you know they they fight. There's a huge action sequence. Uh, this this laughing man is trying to steal something from another dimension. Uh. But ultimately, he and all of his 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 uh, his army, they they get away. Commissioner Gordon talks to a a cop who is on the scene that uh, looks like your generic white guy. But guess what? He refers to him as Officer Casey Jones, which is really weird. What is going on in this world, Jeff? Uh, we cut to Wayne Inter- Enterprises where they're throwing pizzas down the trash for the turtles and Batman to eat in this bat cave that has a splinter who's dressed as oh, why can't I remember these Batman names? Alfred has a splinter who's dressed as Alfred. And they're referring to each other as a family and their brothers and the little, you know, little backstory is given and it, Batman's just really confused and distraught and Splinter's trying to comfort him as his his uh, adoptive father, as, you know, as uh, Alfred would do. 
uh, right as, you know, peak confusion happens, suddenly a black and white Ninja Turtle or a black and white Raphael shows up in a trench coat that's in color. And he says, I promise it only gets bigger and weirder from here. Uh, And they all are kind of in an action pose ready to attack this stranger. And we see that Krang is has his hands all over the multiverse. So this first issue is completely filled with chaos and there's little explanation. It's, it's really just a fascinating way to start a miniseries. What did you think? I think it was off to a fantastic start. Um, you know, I was at first when I was like, wait, did we read part two already? You know, cause it's, <laughs> yeah. I was like, it feels like this, like carry. Cause I thought, it felt like something that carried over. I'm like, wait, what am I missing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing. I, I looked at, uh, I got to page like six and then I had to double check and make sure that I was looking at the right book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause it, cause it drops you so aggressively into a story that's already happening with so many out of sorts things in place that it feels like you're entering a story midway. Yeah, it very much felt like uh, a Saturday morning episode. Mm-hmm. You know, like here you go. I was like, wait, context? Yeah, and and the thing is, is <laughs> usually you don't need context. It's like, oh, the turtles are fighting Shredder, and Shredder's trying to get this thing out of a museum or whatever. Like usually, the context doesn't matter. But when Raphael shows up as Red Hood on page what five? Yeah. You feel like you missed something. Mm-hmm. And when I first read this issue, like years ago, I was I, I was not a fan because I was like, this this is weird, but I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, the this issue only works because the payoff is so good in subsequent issues. At least that's how I feel. Uh, this is not a good standalone issue at all. <laughs> Because it's so off the wall. Um, I appreciate the detail that went into crossing these two worlds over. Oh, definitely. Um, If you look closely, Harley Quinn, she is crossed over with Karai. It may not be obvious until you look, you know, if you if you actually pay attention really closely. Um, Who is that? Iron Man looking dude. Is that Deadshot? Yes. Who is he crossed over with? It's got to be somebody, right? I mean, that's a good question. Is that nobody? Maybe. There's got to be there's got to be a list. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I dig it. And and then at the end, when when the black and white Raphael shows up, that's when it gets really bizarre. Mm-hmm. Because by the end of the issue, they've established, hey, this is a we have mashed these worlds together at, you know, at the fabric of, of this world. It's we've made one world out of two. Okay. Bringing in this other world that doesn't seem to be, it is related because it's turtles, but it's not like a part of either of these two established crossover universes. It's, it's weird and exciting. And that's, and I love that it's, 
not only is he drawn black and white, but if you look closely, it even has the uh, the hallmarks of the the like the duo shade paper, which is is a real uh, it's a real good detail. And I believe it was I believe. Don't quote me on this. I'll have to look it up. I think those turtles were actually drawn by Kevin Eastman. Yeah, I think th- I think they were. Yeah. Um, I could be very there. There are credits here. We could we could check. Let me see. Yes, that. Yep, yep, yep. Art by Freddie E. Williams II with Kevin Eastman. So yeah, it uh, that tells me he did that one turtle. Uh, let's move on to book two because this this story goes places. Uh, unless you have an Easter egg or two. I'm what, wait, we don't do Easter eggs. I'm sorry. Unless you have a nugget or two in that first book. Some nuggets. Well, it's not so much as well. There might be. Uh, yeah, there is. But my my favorite standout thing is um, uh, Mikey and Harley's hyenas. Mm-hmm. Like. They're like, they love me. I was like, they smell pepperoni on you. I was like, pizza is always the path to peace. <laughs> no matter what's going on, if people are arguing pizza. I'm like, ooh, did you say pizza? It literally makes everything better. Yeah, that the, the 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 turtle cave, and or the bad caves. Oh, there's always full of little uh, nuggets here and there. Um, it does not look like. They're acknowledging that Deadshot was crossed over with anyone, which is weird. I would have I would have said nobody. Yeah. But even in even in in uh, Freddie E. Williams's book, he does not acknowledge that it's just Deadshot in a ninjified traditional costume. Yeah. Weird. All right. Book two. Uh, the Turtles and Batman uh, are attack ready. Uh, ready to, to 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 attack this this stranger turtle that's in the in their midst, and of course there is a fight scene, uh, but it very quickly turns into Raphael telling them, "Let me give you a lesson. Who this is? Who I am? I'm Raphael, and here's my story." And it goes into a black and white retelling of the Ninja Turtles original Ninja Turtles origin, drawn uh, by Kevin Eastman, and it's in all black and white. It looks wonderful, and. It's Raphael trying to explain what's going on. Uh, obviously, the turtles that are in color are they're skeptical, especially Batman, who uh, is kind of angry. But he's kind of always angry. I know, but like vocally angry, like he, like Batman is, is not a screamer. <laughs> you know, he's a he's he's more brooding. Uh, Raphael then goes into uh, exactly what happened. And how he was hanging out in his universe, and then some something happened in the sky, and uh, his his turtle counterparts were were kidnapped by robot alien guys, and it was it's got the Krang, which apparently is crossed over with. I did not know this until I just looked it up. Krang is crossed over with Anti Monitor. Is that a character? Yes. Or is or is that just okay? No, that yeah, Anti Monitor is a DC character. So so yeah, that's that's a crossover too. I did not know that. Um, but yeah, Krang showed up, took him and his brothers uh, prisoner, along with a version of Batman. This version of Batman has a yellow, uh, like has the yellow behind the bat's 
symbol on his chest and the yellow utility belt, a much more traditional classic look to Batman. And he's doing something to him and <clears throat> he's decided hey, that he's you you were using your Batman voice there for a minute. I, yeah. Uh basically Krang has found a way to weaken both Batman and the Turtles by merging their two worlds. Now, these turtle th- these worlds would be the worlds that we have previously seen in the two crossovers, which are versions of Batman and the Turtles that are, you know, just kind of modern versions of them. Krang has kidnapped the original versions of these two universes in order to take control over the whole situation. So the the, the reason he's able to, to to do this is because he has the original Batman and the original Turtles, which is a long-winded way to say, let's bring in the original Batman and the original Turtles, right? Yeah. So there's uh, they they escape and they find a way they find a mother box and decide they're going to send someone to the merged universe to convince the merged characters that something you know they've 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 got to find a way out that this is bad it's going to destroy the multiverse. The only turtle that escapes is Raphael and he finds his way through their universe as a black and white character to the turtle bat cave. The issue ends with the Krang or the Krang with Krang talking to the laughing man. uh, And he says, he's going to give him everything he needs to win. So where the first issue was a lot of confusion, a lot of setup. This does a lot of explaining a lot of very laser focused this only makes sense if we say it makes sense explaining. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, none of this makes sense. You know, like 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 if if you hold up a, a wand and you say this wand makes people skinny, you don't have to explain why it makes them skinny. You've just established in the world that that's what the wand does. This whole issue is full of that kind of stuff. Yeah. D- don't explain it. Just just tell us what it does, and that's fine. Because they're able to craft a tale using, you know, using that as the underpinnings. Uh, I really liked this issue. I, oh, I, I, I did too. Yeah, I, I like the, I like how they're propping everything up on this this weird narrative with with Krang and the Anti Monitor or whatever his name is. Like this, this is the meat and potatoes of the story, and I really like it. What about you? Well, what stood out? Just the whole the whole Mirage Turtle stuff was was really cool. Like I wasn't expecting that. Like you know, because this is my first read. Um, yeah. And uh, just seeing just, this might be Kevin Eastman's best uh, black and white turtle. Really? Like they, I mean, they look really freaking good in this. I think this is some of his best work. Yeah. Yeah. And what's what's crazy is like because of the way it's all shaded and and, and drawn and inked, it it almost looks like they took paper and like cut the turtles out of the paper. That just grooves on me. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like he drew it on the duo shade paper and they cut it out and put it on top of the 
the, the digital art that the, the rest is this it's it's really a a cool mashup of of styles that is really only possible when you have two very different artists working on a book and Kevin Eastman did a lot of work in on, on this specifically on this book yeah um it has almost a kind of a Roger Rabbit-esque feel to it in the sense of like hey here's a tune holding a real world object you know, when you see Raphael holding a mother box, I was like, wow, that just that is just it pops out to me. Yeah, that's that's a really that's a good pull. Yeah, Bro, right. Yeah. Good. Good job. Uh, thank you. That It does. It does have kind of a that that feel. Um, yeah, I, I have so far no notes, like no complaints. This is this is what I want out of a crossover. Just really bizarre setups and stories and characters doing what you expect them to do in ways that you've never seen before. Like part of the problem with the second crossover was some of the characters were doing things that you would never expect them to do. Like Donatello's whole character arc arc in the second mashup was not good. So far, the stars of this story have been Batman, Krang and Mirage Raphael. Yeah. Uh, this is very much and the design of Batman in this one is it it just goes straight to, you know, part Adam West, part Batman the animated series style. Yeah. Which is I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for. I okay. All right. Let me let me I do have one note. One note. And th- this isn't this isn't saying they did it wrong. I've just said imagine if they had done this. Um the turtles were drawn like the, the Mirage Turtles were drawn by Kevin Eastman. What if they had gotten an like an artist from the 80s or 70s to draw a more classic looking version of Batman Prime? Like if there was one that I had would would have to have gone with. Um, hang on, let me look it up just to make sure. Because obviously, obviously you can't get the original creator of Batman. He's you know long dead. But yeah, the the Batman they're showing here is just a costume change. It's not an art change. It's not a style change. It's 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 not as obvious that hey, this is the original Batman. Yeah. Um, if it had been possible, if we hadn't lost Neil Adams in 2022, that would have been my pick. Because his his design of Batman is is one of my all time favorites. Neil Adams was still alive when this was made, but who knows who knows if he was in like working shape or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, very very iconic blue and gray. Um, definitely one of my favorite. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That that would have been cool, or or just something like that. Yeah. Just, just something. It, it, you know what it would really remind me of? Yeah. In um, across the Spider Verse. Oh yeah. Because in, in across the Spider Verse, not only are the the Spider Men different, but like each world has its own art style. Oh yeah. And so when the characters jump from from universe to universe, they retain that art style on top of the art style of the new new world they're in, and that only would have made this pop more again, yeah. no complaints, but that would have been exciting to see. Agreed. 
yeah, any nuggets? Uh, let's see here. Wow. See, I took, unfortunately, no notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I I was literally reading some of these issues up until today, and I was like, oh, and we got busy at the arcade. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I need to I need to read all these. And I was like, and people like, okay. I'm gonna let y'all do your thing. I can get back to reading these books. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I have one nugget. Uh, at, at the moment when the turtles and Batman escape from, you know, from their their like captivity, the turtles are like, "Whoa, how did you do that?" And Batman's like, "It's an old Houdini trick of hiding a needle or something in a callus, you know, just 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 some sort of you know sleight of hand," and I don't I don't know what turtle it is that said it, but he's like, but you're wearing gloves. A Donatello. Yeah, it was Donatello. Yeah, it was Donatello. But you're wearing gloves, and they never they never revisit that. But it was really funny to me when he says that. Yeah, that was really good. You know, he's he's always got stuff hidden everywhere, you know, because you know they're oh they're gonna take the obvious thing is the utility belt, mm-hmm. you know, but they're not gonna check the gloves or the boots. Or, you know, what's under the bat symbol, which has been known to, you know, happen from time to time. Um, or that's the what, calluses in his skin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what makes him such a fascinating character, because he's always thinking two steps ahead. He's like, yeah, well, he's, Batman's not a superhero. He didn't have any superpowers. I'm like, fool, he can, he could disable the entire Justice League. That's like, No. He's he's one of the most he was like one of the best superheroes. He he is one of the best superheroes, but I don't like this this narrative that Batman can beat anybody if he has prep time. Like just it's sorry if Batman needs an asterisk to say how awesome he is, then don't don't come at me with arguments that he's the greatest superhero. Like narratively and story wise. He carries a fascinating, you know, like backstory and potential and rogues gallery. But like, if you have to say he needs prep time, then he's kind of a buster. So you don't need no prep time because he's always ready, son. (laughs) (laughs) Book three. I'm ready. I'm ready, Sergio. Ready to fight crime. I sort of like Jack Palancer for a second. Mm-hmm. Don't forget your lucky deck. <laughs> I forgot. There was a, a section, uh, I think it was page 19, uh, where you see the city and you see uh second time around and you see one sign on the left side that says Pete. It's like, yeah, we know that's Pete's as in Peter Laird. Like, oh, yeah. So yeah, we, we've got we've got some nuggets. Yeah. Uh, all right. Book three. We get a, a scene many years ago in New Gotham City, which is what they're calling this version of the, the mashed up New York City and Gotham City. Uh, it's basically a retelling or a telling of the changed origin story of Batman and how his parents died and how he he was the kid who had the turtles in the glass bowl and his parents were hit by the truck that has the, that had the TCRI mutagen in the back. And 
he goes he falls down into the sewer with the turtles but doesn't get mutated and basically the backstory of this mashed up universe which is wild uh we see master splinter of course again playing the alfred role and comforting him uh they both have been told that their universe is not real that the memories that they have are not real and that the family that they think that they've lived with is you know is something fabricated for this 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 fake universe they live in now and we get the turtles talking with Raphael and trying to figure out what to do and how to proceed uh <clears throat> it's explained that he they basically need to convince themselves that the history they remember is incorrect and that will cause their memories to not be replaced, but also have th- their original correct memories come back of where they actually come from. So again, some some real pseudoscience nonsense that doesn't actually make any sense, but works for the story. And we see Batman goes back to Wayne Manor, or Batman goes to Wayne Manor, which isn't where he lives. He lives in the sewers with his his turtle brothers. Uh, April, who is also in this this mashed up universe, uh, she works for Baxter Stockman, but is attacked by the Laughing Gang or the, the Laughing Man, um, and Mirage Raphael says we got to find April. We got to find April. She's she's part of this, and they're like, okay, let's go find her. They find her, and they have a, a fight scene with the is it the Laughing Clan? What they call the, the clan in this? The Smile Clan, yeah. Batman, uh, while visiting Wayne Manor, runs into actual Alfred. And this causes Batman's memories to come back, and he realizes everything Raphael told him was true. Uh, The Turtles are, you know, still fighting, and Mirage Raphael gets zapped back into uh, the universe where his real brothers are leaving our mashed up brothers to figure everything out. The smile clan disappears and April O'Neil's like, I'm April O'Neil, but I feel like I know all of you. I before, even though they haven't met, uh, as the turtles start to remember their, their, their real backstory, they realize there's a very important character that we need to bring up to speed because not only does he need to know what's going on, to fix the world, but he also will be very helpful. And that is a Mr. Orokusaki. And that's where the issue ends. Uh, Issue three, like they are, they're checking the boxes, man. They're really checking the boxes on both sides of the fence uh, with April, with bringing April and um, Alfred in and splinter in like they're not splinter bringing shredder in there. The, 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 the chess pieces are moving and it's, I liked Raphael being there to kind of give them the tools they need to, 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 to fix everything. But I really like the fact that he's gone now because now we have the turtles from the first two crossovers having to do this themselves with the Batman, which is what this story is about. It's the third chapter in this. So they're the ones who should be driving this boat. And I love where this is going. Usually when you, when they just kind of shoe in the shredder 
in a crossover. I'm sure I've said it on this this podcast several times, and I'm like, ugh, we have to bring the Shredder in, don't we? But this time they do, and I love it. What about you? Yes, I I did too. Like this, it just you know it continues to build. You know, I, I would say one. I wouldn't say one was weak, but it was you know it was fine for what it was. But it just continues. You know, it it's just a great action packed. Uh, just amazingly, just wonderful story driven, uh, uh, you know, issues, um, overall. And like, it's, it's definitely something that needs to be made into a movie. Well, we got to get first past the, the second one first. I was like, come on, Warner <laughs> Brothers, hurry up. I need this. <laughs> this needs to happen now because, <sighs> anyway, yeah, anyway, I digress. It, it definitely um, has a Turtles Forever vibe to it. Yeah, but better. Yeah. Um, uh, and, oddly, and, oddly enough, the Batman stuff, I, I'm not saying the Batman stuff weighs it down. I just am not as big of a fan of Batman. So when they're telling his side of the story, I'm just like, come on, get back to the Turtles. Come on, come on, get back. Just because I'd rather see the Turtle stuff. That's just me. I mean, I'm a huge Batman fan. So... Yeah. I'm I'm here for all of it. It's uh, I think the most I don't want to say the most jarring thing for me was I'm like, is that Master Splinter in a butler uniform? Yeah. Where did they get all the money? He's still Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but it's like living in a sewer and like how yeah. how do you get access to your cash? Like doesn't. Alfred have control of those holdings or like, I have so many questions, Sergio. He's still Bruce Wayne, which means they still have the cash. He still has access to, to Wayne enterprises. <laughs> wait, wait. So you weren't questioning the existence of this, this awesome turtle bat bat cave. You were questioning the fact that he had a fancy shirt, fancy outfit on. Look, <laughs> it's master splinter wearing pants, son. I know, I know. I mean, come on. State of the art computer equipment everywhere to be seen in this in this room, and you're like, that 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 guy's shirt is too expensive. What? No, he's in a butler outfit. <laughs> he buttles. He buttles. He buttles. Yeah. No, he's. Now fetch your slippers, yeah. huh? As I said, that's he's mashed up with Alfred. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just which, it's cool. It's so weird. Oh, it is cool, but it's you know, and I like those little moments with him and and Splinter. Um, it it adds, I don't want to say a, a, a different layers, but yeah, you know, we've seen Batman sad before and stuff like that. But you know, to see Splinter be the one to console him and stuff, you know, I it was a really nice touch. Um, I, oh, yeah. I really, really liked that. Yeah, ag- ag- agreed, agreed. And and the turtles being his brothers, like I was like, how freaking cool is that? I was like, you got <laughs> you, you got brothers. They're all they're all mutants. I was like, how come I'm they're green and I'm not? I'm like, no, you don't have those questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have those questions. You know what if what if they had crossed Batman over with like Casey Jones, and he would be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. 
Right in shut down the care podcast. Of P.O. Box. Uh, how much you did not like that joke. Nothing um, is going to top that joke. Oh, it will. We'll see you next time, guys. It will. <laughs> uh, do you notice they also also mashed up the Batmobile with the turtle van? Yeah, that was really freaking cool. Yeah, that, yeah. Like it reminds me of the uh, tank a little bit from uh, Dark Knight Returns, the um, the comic and the animated oh, okay. uh, film. Yeah, uh, the the like the the door and the guns on top and the it it's just the, like a perfect that mashup symbol on of top. The two. Yeah, yeah. All right, are we ready for book four? Uh, let's see. I would love to get figures of these of these uh the turtles oh yeah dressed dressed as the bat family oh absolutely yeah uh, uh i i kick myself for not getting the turtle batman figures when they came out those two packs i've got them especially the only mikey, one i don't have the only mikey. one i don't have is mikey in in the bat costume that's the only one yeah. i don't have i could have gotten those on clearance i kicked myself uh the the only thing about this issue that bugs me a little bit is uh their their fiction is breaking down a little bit like it doesn't look like the shredder is mashed up with anybody april isn't mashed up with anybody yeah and the original alfred isn't mashed up with anybody so was it imperative that you include these characters that you aren't crossing over even though you made it so important that the characters are crossed over you know it again not a fatal flaw it's just the cracks in the in the idea are are showing up yeah which i guess is fine it's fine yeah. it's still it's still fun i like it yeah um book number 4 all right i'm going to have to flip to this one i read this one late last night oh, a lot happens this time around okay The issue opens with uh, the Laughing Man uh, getting bad news that his uh, that his weapons warehouses were being taken over or gone offline. Uh, we find out in the next couple pages that the reason that happened is because the Shredder has figured out that he's Shredder and has started convincing his foot soldiers that, hey, you belong to me, remember? And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, our bad, because that's how the logic is working in this story. Uh, the turtles uh, are revealed to be working with him, saying, "Hey, we know you're a bad dude, but this is this has got to stop." And the Shredder's like, "Look, I'm just getting my dudes back. Leave me alone. Uh, there's no reason for me to be- betray you because we got to fix this. But just leave me alone, basically." Um, <clears throat> the Laughing Man turns to Krang and he's like, "Dude, you said this was gonna fix stuff. What's going on?" And so the laughing, and so Crank throws him a mother box, uh, and tells him this is this will help. Cut to the police station. April O'Neil is April O'Neil just walks in with a big golf bag full of a golf bag full of sports equipment. Not asking if she can be there. Asks, hey, where's Jones? And Casey's like, oh, what, who? Let me escort you to a different floor. And she just chunks the bag into his chest and says, hey, remember who you are. This is yours. Just take the bag, Casey. Uh, 
and he opens it and he's like, oh, hell. Very shortly after that, uh, the laughing man or the Joker shows up to the police office uh, and just starts murdering cops. The the turtles show up, the, the fight ensues, and then we get the big flashy reveal of Casey Jones returning to form after apparently changing clothes because he put on his jeans and a leather jacket and a t-shirt and his mat like he full-on costume change for casey but he's back he's an ally which is great um the shredder does a, a public announcement saying that new gotham belongs to the foot clan and that pisses off the uh the laughing man and he uses some some smoke to disappear right uh, the Turtles then play a video for Commissioner Gordon, telling him what's going on. Commissioner Gordon's like, is this one of those dimension dimension things with robots and whatnot? And he's like, yeah, it is. Uh, and they decide to go to Ace Chemical because th- for this all to work, everyone who has crossed over has to realize that they are, you know, in an alternate universe and not themselves. And the hardest person to convince is going to be the Joker. Splinter and Batman are at Ace Chemical trying to find a way to do that. Is that where they are? Yeah, that's where they are. Bruce is still troubled. We'll 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 learn later why he's troubled. Uh, Shredder is at Ace Chemical, and that and, and that's where he uh, he lured the Laughing Man there to basically to get him to turn into the Joker. We see all of our uh, other mutated people. Are all of our crossover characters? They're they're all chained up, and Batman is there as well. A fight ensues. Batman's trying to convince the Joker, "Hey, you're the Joker. Do you remember? I'm like you're the you're my bad guy. We're we're best buds, bro." Uh, and in in the in the fight, the Joker falls into the vat of chemicals that turns him white, and he's white. He is now the Joker, Joker. And he uses the mother box to bring Krang's robot dudes through the, through a portal. Uh, and then he says a fantastic line. Uh, you didn't really think I was going to help. Did you? Yeah. And then the Joker laugh. Such a good, such a good line. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we so even the Joker's back to normal. But now there's an ensuing army of robots uh, again. Just uh, a lot of action, a lot of story, like a very, very well crafted balance of action and story in this one that is kind of perfect for, for my needs. What about you? Uh, I agree 100%. Because the, the pacing in it is fantastic. It is pedal to the metal. Everything they're doing makes sense considering the narrative they're spinning. Like if, yeah. if they've created a world, they're living by the rules of this world and it is all of the story beats fit into it like a puzzle um i don't i don't think i have any notes on this one i i, I like it uh the, the casey jones reveal is fantastic it, we knew it was coming but the execution was really really strong yeah um and this kind of furthers my point that this is you know, basically the Batman, the animated series style universe, because you've got Detective Bullock in there with Commissioner Gordon when April busts in. So you're supposed to be here and I'm like, eh, eh, don't worry about it. I'm good. 
<laughs> gotta, gotta show this guy this thing, this this bag full of maybe you know there could be bombs in here. There's no bombs in here. Yeah. No. Well, Security. I I am gonna yeah. I I am Security. gonna stop you short and say it, I'm not gonna say it. It, it is. It's the version – it is very clearly the version of Batman that they have established in the previous crossovers, which is not based on a specific version of Batman. It's influenced by popular versions of Batman, but characters like Damian Wayne and and Nightwing, those were never in Batman in the animated series, right? Incorrect. Nightwing? Nightwing, Nightwing was. Okay, but Damian Wayne wasn't even created yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, influenced, yes. But the the reason I, I, I want to pull out the distinction is because next episode we're going to be talking about a crossover that is directly crossed over from Batman the Animated Series. Okay. So, so I, I just want to put that out there. Uh, and spoiler alert, you're going to love it. Oh, I'm sure I will. We'll get there, though. Uh, this version of Commissioner Gordon, I love. He's just—he's just a surly old. I'm so—he—he—he he, he has um, like lethal weapon Danny Glover energy. Yeah. Like I'm too old for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. No complaints. I, I dig it. The the Joker reveal was great. Uh, I, I honestly. I don't think I have any complaints until this next issue. Oh, of course. There had, I know it was too good to be true. I'm always going to be something's coming. And, um, and yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like it, it, it. For me, the Casey reveal feels like that he looks like the, the 90s movie Casey. Maybe. Like with the, you know, just the way this, the way the, the mask is styled. Um, it just really feels that way to me. Yeah. The, the, the turtles from, from this universe are loosely based on the IDW turtles. Mm-hmm. Loosely. Like, again, it's, it's always, since these crossovers need to fit in their own world, they need to pull the most popular and most iconic versions of the characters, which is a benefit to casual readers. For us, it's frustrating because yeah. we get, mixed versions of backstories and we're like that's not what it's supposed to be and then we seem like the jerk uh yeah but yeah Yeah. i dig it i dig it um issue five yeah okay so there's an all-out war going on at ace chemical uh the joker has led all these robots through the through the portal from the krang world and Mikey gets to throw electric batarangs. Uh, the, the the turtles get to slice them open. It's 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 a fun time. Uh, Batman approaches uh, the Joker, and he's all like, "You realize that like this is gonna kill everybody, right?" And the Joker's like, "I don't care who rules the the multiverse. I'm just <laughs> I just care about ruining your day, which is very on brand for the Joker." Uh, they then play a game of hot potato with the mother box uh, because th- to fix this, they're going to have to go through into Krang world. Uh, Batman, Batman's interactions with the Joker trigger some really brutal memories uh, from his real 
his real backstory and uh, that that touches on why he's been distraught ever since the you know Raphael told him about his actual his actual past uh, the world is beginning to destabilize because most of the characters who are crossed over have realized that something is wrong and they're trying and and everything's trying to fix itself uh, which ultimately is good but it can't happen with all of this happening right now with with this with all this this fighting and everything happening it, it's not going to happen smoothly the Shredder calls in the Foot Clan to deal with these robots from another dimension. Uh, the Turtles, they decide they're going to jump through the Mother Box portal uh, and actually uh, deal with Krang himself. And Alfred, Splinter, and April, Batman flees the fight scene, saying that there's something he needs to do. Doesn't tell anyone what it is. He just runs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfred, April, and Splinter per- follow him. They're like, hey, we have, what's the wording? Uh, forgive me, Mr. Pennyworth. I believe we have a wayward son who needs our help. Really, really strong dad energy there. And they find Batman using the bat signal. Uh, the reader, of course, knows why, but we're not supposed to know why, right? The turtles are in Crangland uh, trying to, to, to fix things there. They come across them their mirage selves and we finally get some decent time with all four of the turtles talking to all four of the turtles so it is a full-on multiverse adventure now the bat signal lures all of the bat family out that that includes you know nightwing damian wayne red hood batgirl like this this is what this is what batman has been so emo about and that is the lack of of, of, he, he felt like he was losing a family by losing this backstory uh, where the turtles were his family and understanding that, Hey, no, this is, this is what's missing. I've got to find that this will help fix things helped bring b- the Batman story full circle. Uh, the turtles of course are still trying to deal with Krang. Uh, the worlds are starting to, 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 to destabilize. Krang is huge all of the, the the bat characters jump through the portal. There's going to be a huge fight, and that's how the issue ends. Um, this one again was also very good. Uh, the Batman stuff was very satisfying, and it made a lot of sense given the story they're telling. What did you think? Man, it's just it's just it's this is like with it's like that that sweet spot where you don't think the sequel's going to get better, and it does. <laughs> Each issue just keeps getting better than the last. Yeah. Uh, the, as I said, the, the the cracks in their narrative are kind of showing at this point. It's it's it, it's all being held together with with toothpicks and super glue, right? Because he. He used the bat signal to lure his his children or to whoever, like his his team, right? His family. Did his what were they doing? Where were they? Were they just? Yeah, people? that's a good question. Did did they look in their closets and go, oh yeah, I forgot I have this Robin costume? Like, what are we supposed to think they were doing? That's that's some context that you need. 
Yeah, and it 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 doesn't matter. Like it, it ultimately does not matter because they're just a tool for for Batman's story arc. That's it. But I don't think. I guess it isn't that their their inclusion only muddies the waters of issue six because nobody gets enough page time to do anything like do except fight right yeah but to conclude this batman arc that you've been marinating for four issues or for five issues now you kind of have to bring them in so you've written yourself into a situation to where book six is just going to be like an is is like art barf there's just going to be so many this was a problem with the the previous ones so many characters so many things happening that not much of anything makes sense because it's just a big action sequence and of the three of the crossovers i think this is the only one that really earns its six issues i the the previous ones i wished were five issues because there's just a lot of bloat I don't think there's any bloat in this one. Oh, not at all. Which which is really good. I just... D- I wish there wasn't so much going on in the last issue. Yeah. But I guess that's just me. Uh, like, my... my I like narrative way more than I like action sequence. Because in, a lot, in a, a lot of situations, action sequences just take up space. And there's not enough space in that last issue to do that. But we haven't even read that yet. I don't know why I'm complaining about that. I I like this a lot. I had to get a head start. Just getting a yeah, just getting a head start on my complaints. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I like it a lot. It's great. It's absolutely great. You got any nuggets? Uh, let's see. Uh, you can see. Um, well, we uh for uh Batman nuggets we have reference to uh. Uh, Death in the Family, uh, which was a very prominent uh, issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look carefully on page 19, you can see Donatello holding a turtle com, which is uh, styled in the style of the 80s cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's connected um, to the mother box. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. Yep. It's like, oh, what if what if the '80s turtles were this? You know, <laughs> it's a nice little it's a nice little mashup. I I feel like that you know that's that was the intention. Um, you know, um, what I have a question. This I have a question about Batman lore. Maybe 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 I just don't know what I'm talking about. But why is Robin there? Which one? Like, I don't know. There's because look at the very last page. You've got Nightwing. You've got Damian Wayne. You've got Red Hood, Batwoman. And then uh, uh, there's another Robin. Oh, yeah. That is a very good question. What's he doing there? Because Nightwing is Dick Grayson. Yeah. Uh, Red Hood is Jason Todd. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is probably Tim Drake. Maybe. Or is that supposed to be the Robin from the original Batman's universe? That is another good question. And and if it is, why did he? Why does he show up on the page with our Batman? 
See, I didn't and, have questions before. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it's it's not a, again not a complaint. It's just why are we drawing this guy if there wasn't a turtle analog for him? Yeah. Previously yeah. in the series. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, issue six. Yeah. We're ready. All right. Yeah. Issue six. We get a cool scene of Casey Jones and Shredder just beating the crap out of uh, out of robots. Uh, Casey's all like, hey, bro, these are made to hit golf balls, not metal heads. And (laughs) I love that Shredder's like, oh, it's too bad for you. Just fight to the death. Not I'm going to help you or here's how to fix it or just bye, buddy. Just, just a really nice touch. Uh, yeah, that 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 fight is happening in their universe. They immediately cut to a giant splash page of every character imaginable uh, fighting a giant Krang and his robots in his dimension. Which lovely this this whole page just the composition the the only thing is. I wish there weren't so many words on it. Yeah. It's too good looking of a page for there to be so many words. Um, we learned that the characters need to return to places in their world that exist in their real world. Otherwise, they'll be abandoned or something bad will happen. So Alfred, April, and Splinter are trying to get Casey and Shredder back to New York or to a to a, a landmark that is in New York. So when the swap happens or when the separation happens, they survive the separation. Just just piling, just piling plot stuff on top of like the plot Jenga tower that they've been building so long so far. Yeah, uh, a bunch of action, a bunch of action, a bunch of action. There's a lot of uh, Turtles one liners. Uh, a lot of working together, a lot of here's some Batman stuff the Turtles are using. J- just exactly what you would expect. Um, seeing two Batmans is neat. Uh, they, they do share some some uh, some dialogue. There is a lot of scene. They, they do defeat Krang. They their worlds do separate. April and Casey do reunite. They get to get to safety in the world that they need to get to. There's a whole bunch of more conversations as they, they, they switch from one universe or when they, they jump back through the portal and leave the turtles in their universe prime. Everyone goes home just like they did in the previous uh, ish, ish or previous crossovers. Uh, and there are big fantastical goodbyes. Uh, I don't know if there's any outside of Batman. I don't know if there's any actual character growth in any of it, but everyone was saying bye. They blow up. They, they, they leave a bomb to blow up Krang's machine. Yeah. And as it's blowing up, there's this really gnarly page of like this, Batman looking mutant thing crying in pain. I I don't understand what that's supposed to be. Yeah, I didn't quite get that one either. Uh, 
it's a cool drawing, uh, but everyone is returned to where they, they, they belong. Uh, at the end of this, Krang has been defeated. His, his, what they call it? Ultra Technodrome. Yeah. Blows up. Uh, everyone says their goodbyes and the end. Um, yeah, there's just there's they have to cram so much into so so little on in, in this last book, and there's there's a set of turtles, there's another set of turtles, there's a set of Bat Family, there's two Batman or two Bat people, there's Alfred, there's Shredder, there's April, there's Splinter, there's all the other characters at Ace Chemical. There, there's just so much and so many people. Every action. Every instance of action is like a panel, maybe two. So it like it would be the equivalent of the Bourne identity. How all of all of Jason Bourne's action sequences are just super hot, quick edits that yeah. make it look really brutal, but it's not brutal at all. That that's just right. how how it felt here because of how fast the cuts were. Um, what did you think about the conclusion? I think it was a fantastic conclusion. Um, just opening up with the this amazing splash page, which I think would have been great or would have been better without all the word bubbles, because that would make a great wallpaper or an image to be used for maybe a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it is just breathtaking. Like it reminds me of like the Turtles Forever poster with the uh, with some of them like coming down off the blimp and stuff with the ropes. Yep. Um, uh, I don't think we've once mentioned the fact that the name of these are it's it's Crisis in a Half Shell. That's true. Yeah, it's that's that's a great name. Fantastic. Which name. is great because in 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 the DC comics they have crisis uh, events all the time that span the multiverses, um, and they're fantastic reads, especially like some of the earliest stuff. And like the those books were basically made to kind of like in somebody can correct me if I'm mistaken, but to kind of like streamline and solidify all the, you know, all the books and kind of like go in another direction, you know, kind of like how, Oh, Superman issue, you know, is up to like 300. We're about to reset. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it is. It, the crisis, the crises are, are big world resets usually. Yeah. Um, to, to, to bring stories back that have gone askew or bring characters back that have been dead for a while. Um, it was the birth of the new 52. That was a crisis. So, yes, crisis events are yeah. a big deal in, in DC Comics. So seeing that in the name of this is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah. And I, I even think that Batman or one of the Bat characters refers to this as a crisis. Yeah. As if as if he knows what those events are. Yeah. Like self-aware. I like that. Yeah. Like, oh, I've been through one of these before. <laughs> it's going to feel <laughs> real weird. <laughs> I was like, did anybody else taste purple for a month? <laughs> Not grape. No nope. purple. The color purple. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 
go back go listeners go back and listen to our our first two episodes where we covered the first two crossovers i am if i remember correctly i am not as uh impressed by those first two this one is genuinely impressive to me uh, I, I feel like they put a lot of a lot of careful work into crafting a, a no pun intended crafting a world that is believable with an exit strategy that fits it. And then they exited in a way that is believable with the characters doing things that you would expect. And we get some Batman character development somehow like it, 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 in 2020 or 2019, when this came out, I didn't think there was a way to deepen the Batman character, but look at that. Oh yeah. They did it, it. It, go ahead. Sorry. I just said they did it. Um, yeah, and it's very much like where the animated uh, Batman Tim and T movie like was better than the the actual first issues. Yeah. Um, you know, look, we're not knocking them, knocking them, but it's just like you know, it it just was it just was handled a little bit better. And like with this, this is my favorite out of all of these. I'm so glad you said that because it's, it's been my favorite for years and I wasn't sure if that's how you were going to take it because you, you were a bit more rosy on the first two than I was. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed them, but like this is definitely the, the you know, the the piece de resistance <laughs> uh, and the art was just freaking killer all throughout this. Like, I I absolutely love this art. Yeah. I, I'm still not a huge fan of the art specifically. It's good, but I in the original episodes, I think I mentioned how I'm. it looks good. I'm just not a huge fan of it. Uh, what I love is the integration of Kevin Eastman's stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, and that is have... really the exclamation point on the art in all these books. Yeah, like, this is definitely my favorite uh of his style and I love his style just overall in general, but this is definitely my favorite. I think this is some of his best work. Yeah. Yeah. So fun, funny story. The, uh, the, the dude who does the, uh, the, you know, the art in all these books is what's his name? Freddie Williams. Yeah, you're right. Freddie E. Williams, you know, I, I talked a few issues ago about him having an art book on his website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I believe that's still available. I bought it. It's it's out there. It's like 30 bucks or something. Um, but it's an art book of work from the, the first Turtles uh, Batman crossover. After this, or possibly during this, around the same time, IDW launched a like a side book, like a side turtles book that was supposed to run concurrently or that did run concurrently with the main IDW series. Uh, it was called, uh, TMNT universe. We're going to start reading those very soon. Ooh, because the, the stories that are told in it, they like, they literally, in, they're integrated into the, the IDW narrative, so we kind of have to read them in the order that they happen. Uh, Freddie Williams does all of the covers for all of those uh, 
Team and T Universe books. Oh, nice. He does do the art on the inside, but he does all. I believe he does every single one of the covers. And there were 25 issues. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he did. He did all of them. And uh, yeah, that 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 book ran from 2016 to 2018. So, yeah, actually, all of this was before uh, a lot of the Batman stuff. Yes. So what did you think? Just overall, overall, I guess we just said that. But any further thoughts? Overall, it's it's exactly what I wanted out of a turtle story, out of a Batman story. Uh, like you said, it, it gave some character uh, development to Batman, and it was it was a very interesting route, um, you know, that they they chose to go, um, and it and it shook me up to to my core because I didn't you know like as as we discussed at the beginning of the episode, I was like wait wait we're just getting right into the action I was like wait where's the <laughs> rest of the stuff so I was sitting here I was like. Let me go back and look <laughs> in the folder. I'm like, is this the right issue? Because I probably should have messaged you about it, but everything turned out fine. Um, it's like, yeah. So you know, that was an interesting that was an interesting take. But just the whole idea of them being in, you know, out of their own, you know, universe and like given these different, or they, you know, he reset the universe. Like, oh, you're, you know, this is this is this this is who you are now, and them finding the anchors to pull them uh, back into, you know, who they are um, or what anchors them to, you know, who they are originally, uh, I thought was very interesting. And uh, the, the splinter uh, Batman dynamic, I really, really enjoyed. Um, There's a lot of good beats in here from Michelangelo especially when he's just like obsessed and like, I just can get back to video games. You guys can just, you know, I know how this is going to go. I'm just, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that, yeah, 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 that tracks. That's, that's about right. Um, but it just, it furthers, you know, my d- desire for Batman animated team and versus TMNT two and three. Like yeah. we need to, we need, we need this to happen now. Yeah, we need it, it. It that would be nice. It'd be nice. It, it was one of the highest selling releases for 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 them. So I would hope so. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm going back and I'm checking the previous crossovers. It does not look like that other Robin was in them. Which, yeah, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him right now. Oh, you yeah, know, the, the other ones. Oh, I got the you. other crossovers. Yeah, yeah, like. That just furthers my question. Like, what's he doing there? What? Why? He was he wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't know I don't know. That's 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 my only big question mark. It's like, what's what's that Robin doing there? And I I and and my only request that didn't happen was draw the draw draw the original Batman different. Let's let's yeah. get a, let's get a third artist in there to to, to throw something at it, but. Yeah, it's it's by far the best one in my mind. Uh, I'm 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 glad I I got it because up until that point I was like, why are we doing another crossover? Like, yeah. What could they possibly do that tickles my fancy? And <laughs> they figured it out. Oh yeah. Uh, you got tickled all right. Oh. Ooh. Uh, Jeff, what's next? 
next time on Shellheads. All right! Well, I've already spoiled it. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the Batman TMNT Adventures crossover. Yeah. And what this is a very specific, very specific thing. It is Batman the Animated Series crossing over with the 2012 Ninja Turtles. Uh, it is a six-issue series, just like all of the other ones, uh, but it is set in those two universes instead of this, this, I guess, rogue universe that was created for the crossovers, which I inherently like more because it's more anchored to known, you know, known quantities. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think you'll enjoy it. it it's it, it's it's fun. So uh, we will check I, that out next time. Sure, I will. And then we'll then back to our regularly scheduled Ninja Turtle stuff. Hmm, what could it be? Uh, Jeff, between now and then, what are you going to be doing? I'm going to be at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Sergio, uh, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade, uh, where you can play uh, current to classic titles. Um, we do uh, birthday parties, events, and more. Uh, we also do uh, retro game restoration, uh, right? Yeah, I clean and restore cartridge games and cartridge-based systems, make them work like new, because uh, I know how to do it right. Um, and I also uh, live stream uh, Warp Zone uh, uh, weeklies uh, with friends. Uh, so you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Twitch. I need to post more on Threads. Uh, I keep forgetting about that one. <laughs> uh, but we're on Twitch. Uh, we try to do that about every week. Um, we're always doing something. We've been playing the Aliens Fire Team Elite game, which is a lot of fun. Um, and uh, it's only three players instead of four, which is weird. Anyway, I digress. Um, and we're, you know, I keep saying, oh, we'll we'll do Ninja Turtles soon. And I was like, well, I might be doing a solo one of that myself uh, very soon. So if you're not following me on all of that stuff, please do so. Uh, Sergio will link all of our links in the show notes, I'm sure. Um, if not, I'll send them to him anyway. Uh, <laughs> and uh, if you're in the area and want to come hang out and play some games, um, please do. That'd be that'd be awesome. We'd love to have you. Um, and where can we find you, Sergio? I think I know the answer. Yeah, Shellheads. That's where you can yeah. find Sergio. Uh, you can also find me on my socials under L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X. But uh, if you want to talk about Ninja Turtle stuff, just message these uh, Shellheads socials. Uh, I'll be glad to chat it up with you. Um, uh, we're always ha- I'm always talking to the people that send us messages. So, uh, yeah, and I'm on there sometimes, too. Yeah, it's um, the conversations can get lively, uh, but so far everyone's been cool. Yeah, well, that's yeah, good. Uh, like we uh, haven't had any buttheads. So that's uh, that's also a plus. That's all, always a plus. Right. Uh, so that that'll do it for what what number is this? One thirty two. Something like that. One thirty one. One thirty two. Uh, yeah. Thirty two. One thirty. That sounds right. Uh, I thank everyone for listening. And I thank you, Jeff, for joining me once again on Shellheads. Well, thank- Thank you, Sergio, once again, for our new on show huds. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.